that the Queen of England has died. The man who was formerly Prince Charles is now King Charles. When you were growing up in school, did you ever have a, a well-meaning teacher say, you can be anything that you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Well, they lied. It's just not true. There's a lot of things that you cannot be when you grow up. You cannot be the king of England. There's only one way to get in that position. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how smart you are. There's only one way to get into that position. You have to be born into the royal family. That's the only way. The only way. But when it comes to God's family, you can be adopted in. And that's one of the blessings that the Bible tells us about in Ephesians. Is that you can be adopted into God's family. God wants to redeem you. But when you're in a family, it means that there's also an inheritance. And that's the spiritual blessing that we're talking about today. We're talking about the inheritance that God wants to give us. King Charles, because of the family that he was born into, inherited great wealth, position, and status. But friend, God wants to give you things that are eternal and not just temporary. Eternal. That's part of the inheritance that God wants to give us as he's adopted us into his family and redeemed us. So Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 11. Would you join me in standing as we read this together? Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 11. The Bible says, In him, and that's referring to Christ, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of of his glory let's pray together god help us to understand today that you have an inheritance for all who will receive it may we believe in faith and understand the blessing that you've given us for it's in your son's name that we pray amen you may be seated well having been adopted and redeemed we now have an inheritance, an inheritance. That's what the Bible says. It says, in him we have obtained an inheritance. I want you to notice the first two words because they're absolutely key to understanding this passage. It says, in him. That will be repeated throughout this first chapter of Ephesians. In him. Talking about being in Christ. So, we find in verses 3 and 4 that we looked at two Sundays ago. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ. Now, notice that phrase, in Christ, 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us. And here's this phrase again, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Now notice in verse 7 of the same chapter, it says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And then in today's passage, verse 11, it says, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And then in verse 13, it says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when we're talking about these spiritual blessings, there's no way to receive them without being in Christ. It's relational. You have an inheritance because you are in the family. You see, before I was saved, I was in the world. I was living in sin. But now I'm in Christ and I'm in the kingdom. And because I'm in his kingdom and I've been adopted into his family, I now have an inheritance. So there's no blessing apart from Christ. You can't find some other way to God. You can't find some other way of receiving blessing. It all comes about from being in relationship to him. Now, here's the amazing thing about this inheritance that it talks about. The Bible teaches us that this inheritance is imperishable. Notice verses 3 through 5 of 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter writes this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. So you and I, we weren't born into the family of God originally, but when we put our faith in Christ, we are born again, and we're adopted into his family to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now here's what he says about our inheritance. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So the Bible tells us that this inheritance is absolutely imperishable. That, that means that we can't lose it. No one can steal it. It doesn't diminish. The inheritance is kept by God. Satan himself can't take away from it. So we think about all the things that people in the world are striving for, to acquire and to obtain. There's a lot of things that have a temporary value, but that's the problem. They're just, they're just temporary. Now, I grew, up, I grew up very poor. I grew up in a single white trailer. When Suzanne and I got married, there's times we didn't have heat. There's times we weren't sure how we were going to eat. I remember I, got, uh, I had a, uh, some, some problems with my lungs, and I got a pneumonia. And my doctor said, it was so bad. The doctor said, he said, I'm going to have to hospitalize you. And I said, I said, I said, doctor, this is, there's no way. Like we, I, I, can't, I can't even pay for this visit. And, and so finally he persuaded if somebody stayed with me around the clock, he'd let me stay at home and he'd treat me at home. So I'm, I'm telling I know what it means to be poor. I have been poor. 
and I have been comfortable too and comfortable is better it is comfortable is better and we got a lot of folks here that are comfortable but this is what I want you to understand if all you have is money you don't have very much when John D Rockefeller died at that time he was one of the richest men on the planet the story is told that someone asked his attorney, said, how much did he leave? You know what his attorney said? All of it. All of it. You've perhaps heard that story before. All of it. We didn't come into this world with anything. We're not going out of this world with anything. But it doesn't matter. You won't need anything from this world where you're going if you put your faith and trust in Christ. We have an inheritance that is guarded by God. And it is imperishable and we have this inheritance not because we've saved for it not because we've earned it or not because we deserve it we have it because he is gracious and he loves us like a father loves his children and he's adopted us into his family and being part of that family comes with an inheritance the Bible tells us that it's according to God's will and for his glory that he blesses us with an inheritance so notice what it says in the second part of verse 11 in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will the Bible says here that you and I were predestined to be adopted into God's family, but it was according to the purpose of him. So God has a purpose for you. And he has a purpose for what he's unfolding in this, in this world. So when we look around and we don't understand and we think everything is just random chaos, it's not. Satan may be trying to cause all kinds of chaos. People through self-destructive behaviors may be creating all kinds of chaos. But God is able to redeem people even out of that. And God is able to restore everything that was once lost in the fall. And that's what God is in the process of doing. When you read the Bible, it's the story of that progressive unfolding of God's plan. God would call Abraham to be a special people. God would call Moses to lead them into the promised land. God would call David to establish a kingdom that would be eternal and foreshadow the coming of Christ. God would call the Old Testament prophets to reveal truth, write scripture, and to prepare the way. God would, God would call John the Baptist to prepare the people to receive the Messiah. And then when the fullness of time had come, when God had orchestrated everything according to his plan, he would send his son. And now, after the Lord Jesus Christ came and established the church, we're now living in that age. You and I, we're not patriarchs from the Old Testament. We're not Old Testament prophets. We're not even first century apostles, but we are New Testament believers. God has called us to this stage in his plan that he is unfolding according to his purpose. God is not random. God is not figuring out things as he goes along. God has a purpose and the bible says here that our inheritance is part of his purpose and it's according to his will 
So what that means is that God desires to give us this inheritance. It's his will because he's gracious and he loves us. So everything is happening according to his purpose. And God, God is working all throughout history to raise up a special people to be a light to the nations. These people are the Jews. And remember that Paul was a Jew. And he's writing to the church at Ephesus that's composed primarily of Gentiles. And so he says in verse 12, so that we, we, he's talking about the Jewish people, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. Praise the Lord is not just the Jews that God wanted to save. He didn't save them to be his only people. He saved them to be his special people, to be a light to the world. And that's why in verse 13, it says, In him you also, you also. So maybe you're here today, and you're not a Jew. You can't trace your lineage back to Abraham. doesn't matter. Christ came also for you, and you can be adopted into his family. So listen to what he says about how we gain this inheritance. It says in verse 13, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So you and I, we gain an inheritance through hearing and believing. Through hearing and believing. That's how the Gentiles in Ephesus had come into the body of Christ. That's how they were adopted into God's family. They heard the word of truth and they believed it. So Thursday night, we had a big concert. A young man, I'd never even heard of him before because I'm just not in those circles. Don't listen to a lot of that music, but uh, come to find out, he's kind of at the top of the Christian music industry. So some folks that know a lot more about that than I do invited him to come. He did a phenomenal job. And then after about an hour and a half of, of music that if you didn't hear it, you could feel it in your chest. Somebody said their insides have been rearranged. You ever been to a concert like that? Yeah. So if anybody had any kidney stones, they were broken up Thursday night. That, that, those, those subwoofers. It was loud. I'm telling you, it was It was loud. Some people my age and, and some people a decade younger than me looked over and said, I'm too old for this. And I said, me too, but let's just sit here. We'll be all right. To those, that crowd of young people, he sang and sang and sang, and then Rick Gage got up and he explained about he had grown up a preacher's kid. He'd grown up in church his whole life, but he was in the world he was uh, he didn't get into all the details but i can i can tell you the details he i know that when he was in college as a college football coach he was uh, abusing all kinds of drugs and partying just with everybody else he was as much in the world as anybody could be in the world and his dad knew his condition his dad pleaded with him to go and to hear a friend of his preach and he went that night 
and he was sitting up in the back balcony and as he heard the message he knew he needed to respond and actually receive it for the first time rick gave that testimony and there's he explained the gospel he talked about sin and that god calls us to repentance and with great clarity he explained exactly what the gospel is and then he asked all those young people gathered across the, the front of the sanctuary there how many of them wanted to put their faith and their trust in the lord jesus christ and some of them heard and they believed and they responded and that's how you come into the family of god you hear the message and you believe it and you respond to it i was saved at a similar event it was much much smaller it was at a single church where we went but evangelists came we had a special week of services i'd grown up in church my whole life for the first time i understood and i responded and i was saved this is how we gain an inheritance we hear and we believe and we respond so it says when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him so the bible tells us that whenever we enter the family of god like this we are sealed with the holy spirit in verse 13 it says in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised holy spirit you're sealed with the holy spirit you say how do i know that i have this inheritance how do i know for sure that this is real well god has given us a guarantee the bible says in verse 14 who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory you say well how, so how, how do i know that i have an inheritance because when you're born again god gives you the holy spirit and the holy spirit comes and dwells inside of you and the holy spirit is going to guide you and the holy spirit is going to convict you you see that's one of the differences between believer in sin and an unbeliever in sin someone who's completely rejected the grace of god over and over again they can they can live in a lifestyle of sin and they can become so hard and callous that it doesn't bother them anymore they're not convicted about it anymore in fact romans chapter one says that there comes a time when god has revealed himself so much to you and you've rejected for so long that he just hands you over to do what ought not to be done that means he, he he stops drawing you and he stops convicting you about sin that's one of the roles of the holy spirit but when a person is born again they receive the holy spirit and if they come a time in their life that they get in the backslide in their faith and they begin to, to get in back into the world and do things that they shouldn't do they'll be miserable because the holy spirit will convict them about their sin and so if you're a believer the holy spirit convicts you and every time that you sin or you even think about sinning 
and there's something inside of you that tries to draw you back in. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when you experience that, it should give you confidence of your salvation. You know that you have an inheritance in heaven because God has given you a guarantee of the Holy Spirit. We look and we see the Spirit moving among us. We see things happen that only God could orchestrate. We see people who are hard and calloused and vile and even evil repent and give their life to Christ. And every time we see something like this, it's, it's like the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. And you and I, we can see the effects of the Holy Spirit. And we know that he's real and that he's among us. And when we see the Holy Spirit at work, that's a guarantee that God has given us. That this inheritance is real and that one day we will take possession of it. So this is one of the blessings that God wants to give us. He wants to adopt us into his family. He wants to redeem us. And he wants to give us an inheritance. Friend, I know that we're living in a busy time, aren't we? All this technology that was supposed to make our life simple and easier has just made us more available to everybody to ask us to do things all the time. We're living in a busy time. Some of you have trouble escaping work. You go home, it follows you there. Emails come, text messages come. We're living in a busy time. We're living in a time where uh, we have more opportunities for entertainment and engagement in society than ever before. And so we all have to make choices about what's most important to us and how we're going to use our time. And I'm not telling you that you don't need money. I'm not telling you that you don't need to work. I'm not telling you that you don't need to plan. I'm just telling you that all those things are temporary and they all pale in comparison to the inheritance that God has in store for you if you'll simply believe and trust in him and be adopted into his family. So in the midst of establishing our priorities, I hope that you'll seek that which is most important that inheritance which Peter says is imperishable, it is unfading, and it is kept by God for you. God wants to bless you. This passage says it's his will to bless you. But you have to decide whether you'll receive that blessing or not. Let's pray together. Father, help us to believe, to take you at your word, and receive all that you've prepared for us. Father, we give thanks today that you have redeemed us, you've adopted us into your family, and God, that you have an inheritance for us. I pray if there's a person here that's never understood that, never believed it, never received it as a gift, I pray that right now, they'll call on you in prayer. 
And Lord, ask to be adopted into your family. For it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. You know, you're not a Christian because you're born in America. A lot of people think that. As we become less and less of a Christian nation, people will stop thinking that. But you're not a Christian because you're born in America. You're not a Christian because you were raised in church. There's a lot of lost people that have spent a lot of time in church. I was in church nine years, and, and I enjoyed it. I liked church, but I didn't even understand what was going on. Till one night, God spoke to me, and I understood the message. So there's only one way to get into the family of God. And that's to be adopted in. God wants to give you this because he loves you. All you have to do is receive it. When you come to the point that, that you believe that Jesus died for you and paid for your sin, all you have to do is accept his offer of grace. And so today, if you've never, never just cried out to the Lord and said, I believe that Jesus died for me. I want to be forgiven of my sin. I want to have peace and confidence that I'm going to heaven when I die to receive this inheritance. And then when we sing, would you just pray and cry out to the Lord? Pastor, I don't really know, I don't know how to do that. I'm not really sure what to do. If you'll step out from your seat and just walk up to where I am, I'll help you make your decision. We can pray together. Now, if you've already received this gift, then you need to live like it. If you believe it, you need to act like it. So many people that I see, their comments and their lifestyle seems to indicate that either they don't understand this or they don't truly believe it. Because if we truly believe it, this life is not all there is. We need to live for eternity. And we need to serve the Lord. And we need to do everything that we can while we're here to bring everyone that we can with us. So I'd ask you today just to search your heart. Maybe say a quick prayer. Say, God, is there something I need to change, something I need to do? And however you need to respond to God.